Welcome to Microfamous. We're talking about three places to get attention for your coaching consulting business. And the reason we're talking about it is because I was on a consultation a couple weeks ago where I found myself explaining something that I hadn't quite articulated before. So I wanted to kind of get my thinking clear around it. So I put it in writing first, and then I'm bringing it to you in a podcast episode form. Now, if you prefer to read stuff like this, I actually wrote it out first. So if you like to read stuff like this, then make sure you're signed up over on Substack. Just go to microfamous.substack.com and you can get the Microfamous field report where all of my writing goes. That, that's, that includes podcast episodes, stuff that I maybe would have used to put on social media, stuff for the one book that changed my life podcast, all that stuff. Basically, it all goes on that Substack blog. So if you like to read, go there. Now, um, what I was doing when I was uh, articulating this um, and the reason I'm talking about this on the podcast is I was talking to a coach who is in a growing niche. They have a good but a limited spirit of influence and they have this big decision to make. Where are they going to reach new people? Where, what path are they going to choose? You could also put that another way and say, what ecosystem will they invest their time and energy into to attract new clients? Now, before we get to that, I want to set the scene for why this question is so important. Because I have a key belief from experience and observing a lot of coaches and consultants over the years, and it's really controversial, but I want you to hear me out. And here it is. Sales come easiest from your sphere of influence. Now, you're probably thinking, well, yeah, no kidding. We knew all that. But in the world of coaches and consultants, we forget that all the time. I see experts making major decisions on program launches or where they invest their time and energy based on sales numbers that come from their sphere of influence. It's like they expect those same sales numbers or percentages to hold true even as they sell more and more programs. And it's easy to forget that once we've sold to our sphere of influence, we have to start selling to new people, people who don't yet know, like, or trust us. So the sales don't come as easy. Now, I did a whole uh, you know, episode about this particular concept and how this can actually be a trap. So if you want to dive deeper, you can check out that episode. It's on the sales trap. But if you're with me so far, we're setting the scene with this basic principle. Sales come easiest from your sphere of influence. Therefore, once you've exhausted your sphere of influence, sales will start to get harder. And most coaches and consultants find this out the hard way. When the sales start to get harder, they look for solutions, which leads them to look for ways to grow and to reach new people. And that's perfectly natural. And that leads them to the question that we started with. Where are they going to go? What path am I going to take? What ecosystem am I, am I going to invest in energy and time and emotional effort into in order to get new clients? So we have the big three right now. They are social media, podcasting, and what I would call traditional thought leadership. Social media is where most of the attention in the marketing realm goes because it's sexy and it's very instant gratification heavy. You can put out a post, you can get a few likes, and bam, people get instant gratification, even if those three likes came from people who will never buy from you. Now, on the other hand, the other end of the spectrum, so to speak, you can go the traditional route. You can get a book publisher, you can do a TED Talk, you can get booked on stages, you can get on the Today Show, you can hire a PR agency. That's what I would call the traditional thought leadership route. Some of it works, most of it is a complete crapshoot these days. I know people who have done all of it, and none of that has worked, but going on one podcast made them 100 grand. So it's a total crapshoot, but that absolutely is an option and it still works for some people. Now, that brings us to the world of online content, more specifically podcasting, because podcasting is this ecosystem where most coaches and consultants who are drawn to the micro-famous approach will fit in the best. It's definitely where introverts will fit in the best. 
And why is that? Well, it's because social media has basically become a playground for extroverts. And on the other end of the spectrum, traditional thought leadership relies heavily on public speaking, which is really draining for introverts, not because of the speaking necessarily, which we can actually enjoy that, but it's all the obligations and the travel that goes along with speaking. That's what really sinks introverts if we're talking about going out on the road and traveling and speaking all the time. So on top of that, traditional thought leadership has really high barriers to entry. It's expensive. It's what I would call high risk, high reward. You know, you can drop 20K on a PR agency and get nothing, or they might get you on national TV three times a week. It's a total crapshoot. So to me, podcasting is the sweet spot where coaches and consultants can thrive by dominating a very focused, fast growing niche. A niche where there's buzz, maybe there's a countercultural trend, or there's just a group of people who feel overlooked and, and underserved by the content that's already out there. Either way, podcasting is a very unique ecosystem. It has relatively low barriers to entry. It can also be massively successful with very little time required. That separates it from things like traditional thought leadership and even social media. So let's sum up. If you have something to sell, like a program or a service, the sales will come easiest from your sphere of influence. But don't be misled by those early easy sales. If you want to keep selling and keep growing, you're going to have to go out beyond your sphere of influence and pull new people into your world. You're going to have to start building that know, like, and trust relationship with them. Otherwise, the sales you have now from your existing sphere of influence are going to start to taper down and down and down as you exhaust your current sphere of influence. So you have to choose your ecosystem where you're going to get involved and draw new people in and choose it with intention and thought. And once you've made that choice, go all in. So that's my recommendation on the three places to get attention for your coaching consulting business. Obviously, you can tell a couple of things. Number one, I've given this a lot of thought, a lot of observation based on coaches and consultants. And a lot of it is personality driven and really getting clear about what kind of business you want. If you want the biggest business possible, by all means, do all three. First of all, <laughs> that, that, that'll work or pick social media and go all in like Grant Cardone did or do what Simon Sinek did and do the traditional thought leadership route where you do the TED talk and the traditionally published book and the speaking engagements and then the, the high dollar fortune 500 consulting gigs and all that stuff. Like all that still works. If you want to have the biggest business possible, do all three. Where I think coaches and consultants start to really reach a crossroads though, is when they're not looking to build the biggest business possible. They're looking to build a lifestyle business and then it becomes more of a strategic and intentional choice of which of those three paths they go down because they don't all lead to the right lifestyle. If you are more on the introverted side like I am, you can absolutely go down the path of social media. It doesn't require you to get out of your house. I mean, you literally could do social media from your house if you wanted to. However, I find that introverts don't get as much back from social media as extroverts do. And it's more draining, it's more exhausting to introverts. So if you're on the introverted side, yes, you could go down the social media path, but odds are it's not sustainable for you. Same thing with traditional thought leadership. You might enjoy certain parts of it, but the travel is probably going to wear on you. All the obligations that come with speaking gigs are going to wear on you. Preparing for a TED Talk, doing the published route where, you, where it's two years between you know submitting your manuscript and actually getting the book out there, all that stuff wears on you, right? So there's there's pros and cons to each one. But if your goal is a lifestyle business, that's to me where something like podcasting really fits in. Because if you can put your podcast right in the middle of a fast growing niche where there's a lot of buzz and energy already, they can carry you along to a dominant position in that niche without having to take a lot of time and energy, right? A podcast can actually be very minimal time and energy 
you know, one to one hour to maybe 90 minutes a week, depending on whether you're working with an agency like ours or not. And you can literally just put that time into putting the content out there, do a little bit of marketing around it. And if the right people get a hold of it, they're going to share it. It's going to grow by word of mouth. It's going to grow by recommendations. It's going to grow by buzz inside of Facebook groups or, you know, other people sharing it on social media instead of you having to share. It's going to grow through all those methods. And ultimately, a podcast getting more and more successful doesn't actually change the demands day to day on your time and energy. You can put the same hour in and reach an audience of 200 Fortune 500 CEOs, or you can build an audience that has 5 million regular people that work nine to five jobs. And it actually doesn't take you any more time to produce the podcast. So to me, that's one of the incredible things about the podcast ecosystem is you can go super, super niche and you can build this amazing lifestyle business. And as the business grows and as the, your audience grows, a podcast doesn't take anything more from you in terms of time and energy. You can reach 5 million people or 500 people and it's the same amount of energy expended. So as your podcast grows, it doesn't like, it's not like getting more successful as a speaker where you actually spend, you know, three quarters of your life in a hotel or an airport and it just drains the life out of you and you're burnt out in five years. So Obviously, I'm biased in terms of recommending podcasting, but other things do work and it depends on what your goals are. And that's why I'm very clear that Microfamous in general is for coaches and consultants and experts who are looking to build a lifestyle business, not necessarily the biggest business humanly possible, because that will send you down completely different paths from what I would recommend, because that's not my goal either. My goal is to make as big of an impact as, as I can make while living a great lifestyle in my personal life. And if that's the same way for you, then Microfamous might be a better brand for you to align with because the advice is going to fit what you want for your life. So with that being said, I, I did mention the agency briefly. If you do want to launch a podcast, reach out. There'll be a link around this episode or this article that you're reading where you can uh, learn more about what, what our agency does in terms of the fact that it's 100% done for you. That includes the guest booking. We produce weekly podcasts for coaches and consultants. The goal is to help you dominate a fast-growing niche and become the number one expert in that niche. Everything drives towards that one singular goal. So if you want to learn more about that, if you want to talk through your podcast idea, see if it has legs, see if it has potential, just grab a time. It's called a brainstorm call. It's right on our website. You can go grab it and schedule it. And then if you just want to reach out and talk about your business, how to turn your skills into a lifestyle business, I do a little bit of consulting around that on the side. I'm certainly happy to talk about that or just jump on a call and see if there's any way I can help for free if that's more applicable. So grab a time for that, leave a review for the podcast and not just for mine. If you enjoy podcasts in general, make sure that you take some time, go leave a review for somebody's podcast that you appreciate because it's one of the most impactful things you can do for a podcaster that you enjoy their content is go leave them a review. I guarantee you, we all read our reviews. Everyone does. Uh, and it makes a huge emotional impact to see that somebody is out there appreciating your content, even if they're not buying something from them. So go leave somebody a comment today. Go leave somebody a review whether it's a podcaster, maybe it's an Amazon author that you like, go leave them a review, go show your appreciation for the content that you enjoy. And we'll see you on the next episode of Microfamous.